0: I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rainbow Room. Boom, 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 oh yeah. So you want to be a writer? Well, you got to be a writer. Till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the red room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes, bowl of kasha. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more no game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want
1: Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Hilliard Guess. and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what, y'all? 2022. 2022. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Today, we got a cool show for y'all. <laughs> I could be a silly today You got my man in the building I'm excited In town Yeah Rashidi Hendricks, My manager Y'all know him Y'all seen him out there Metallic Entertainment In the building <laughs> Doing a bunch of big things And then we got my little bro Out here Staffing Come on. Moving to LA in July Trying to hang with the big dogs on, You know Yeah area You know how we do it mm-hmm. Keep it high for these motherfuckers Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly uh, Saeed Crumble Y'all know him Balance, what is the balance? What
2: 510.
1: 510, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's like the area code for that's y'all right. who don't know. Um, of course, Chris Derrick in the building, birthday boy, yesterday
3: <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
1: just turned 23. <laughs> little it's young like self,
4: Every birthday! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what's up. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> like like weird stuff. I was just, just having a conversation about um, will movies come back, <clears throat> you know, and even they do come back. You know, is there going to be movies that are like the actual um, that stay with you, stay right. with you as a, you know, like this is like part of the 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 um, the metric on a good movie is mm-hmm. are you going to see it again, right, or, or would you see it again? You know, I saw a movie the other day called The Northman. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, I'm not going to see i see this movie again. yeah really? Oh boy. Okay. It's not. I mean, because it's mm. like. We were having this discussion earlier with um, with, with your boy Rashid about mm-hmm. um, what you look for in a movie or in a script. And the movie is basically telling you the Conan story, wow. um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But um, there's no humor in it. Mm-hmm. There's no piece of. There's no joke. No funny moment. No funny turn of phrase. No, mm-hmm. you know. There's a. There's a. is a. You know, there's a small little. So, well, there's an interesting kind of, you know, um, there's a love story in it. You know, it's not sexy. Right. It's not like flirty or anything like that. You know, and it's like that's where it's like this guy failed mm. in making the movie because he wanted to stay so relentlessly bleak that on this revenge quest that he's like he never found a moment to just t- twist the the storytelling just for a second. Sure. So you can like because it's like the release valve for the audience, you know, and it's just like. I can joke at something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, Sounds very yeah, one note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and but then I was thinking back, well, you know, I saw his movie um, The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. And thinking back, oh, was the same thing. It's the same thing. We don't see movies. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's a little more funny stuff in that. But yeah, I, I remember liking uh, that one. But I think it's unintentionally funny mm-hmm. in that, you uh-huh. know. Um, and then his other movie I remember seeing The Witch, Which I really like, which is why I give this guy like a little bit of pause Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like I want to see his work here, but I realized I was like, oh, what I liked about that movie more than anything was there was a twist at the end. I was like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know? Which he doesn't really have in the following two movies, which is smart. Mm -hmm. But I realized that was the reason why I liked the first movie so Mm -hmm. much. Is I was like thinking back about, I was like, I've never really went back to rewatch it, Mm -hmm. and I didn't couldn't figure out why because it wasn't anything like. (laughs) you know, in terms of things that that would would draw me to to rewatch a movie or a TV series, which I rarely do because right. it's so hard to rewatch to want to watch the television series for for my criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but but speaking about stuff, people who do uh, said about stuff that you, that you do watch that's interesting. Um, you know, I was rewatching The Nick the other day. You love The Nick, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, And I just was like, oh, fucking. A lot Steven. of people slept on that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was talking with other day. I was like, look, best movie of the 2010s, best TV show of the 2010s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. best by far, mm-hmm. and 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 mainly, um, I say Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh, mm-hmm. like like he brings a visual vitality to the way that show is shot that. That amplifies everything else: the mm-hmm. writing, the acting, the set design, the location, the themes, and uh, it's just really. I remember this is part early on, like episode two, when Andre Holland is, um, he's this guy. This guy, is mean, Rob Brown, not Rob Brown, Rob. Uh, ah, fuck, he he blew up afterwards. He was in like um, oh the actor, yeah, 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 the yeah, mudbound yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's fucking with him about his shoes. Mm-hmm. He's like, Where you get them shoes. And it's like. I don't want to answer this question to this little rank. <laughs> yeah, I will. And he's like, uh he says something. He's That's like and, and and he's like, he's like, where is that? And he was like, Paris. Mm. And then he looks at him and he goes, France. Like, like he, mm. he's like, he's like, I know where Paris is, motherfucker. Yeah. And it's just like the way then then later on in the episode, he he shoots him in the morning, and they get in a little scuffle. Mm-hmm. And Andre Holland like turns around and like beats his fucking ass. <laughs> and it's really interesting because it's like, oh this guy's a doctor, but he like throws a punch like a boxer and gets mm-hmm. in his boxer dance and you're like, mm. Wow, see now I know So been what's s- his
1: past? See, yeah, you yeah, just get yeah. this Curiosity sort, just little turn in what's yeah. going
4: on and it's but <clears throat> it's just that Andre Holland is so good in it. Oh yeah. Um and just but then the way he shot that little like punch, that little fight, it's all this stuff that I'm like, this is so he like took it into an art form. You know, that most not the one from Moonlight? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's So, do you yeah.
3: feel like they that we're searching for the formula from the 80s and the 90s when we really were in love with cinematic movies, Gender? you know, all the movies? Because you talked about movies that were memorable, you talked about movies that you know that you're just never gonna see again. But I, I, I've probably seen Air Force One like 20 times,
2: you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, it's a great movie, cool yeah, it was a
3: great movie, but but there was also an aesthetic to that movie. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like there's something that's missing in the movies that are coming out now that doesn't have that? I don't want to say formula, but doesn't have that DNA. You know what I mean?
4: Well, I was saying earlier that's that's a classic movie about this, right? Mm -hmm. There's a there's a risk in the storytelling in Air Force One. Mm -hmm. You don't quite know if everyone's going to survive that movie. You know, you just like maybe Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know. Mm
3: And especially when they were shooting people up in the beginning, yeah, you know? right.
4: like you don't know who's gonna. Survive. I mean, I, yeah, Harrison Ford might not die, mm-hmm. but everyone else in the movies, they're I on the chopping it. block. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a chopping block, right? You watch you watch a Marvel movie, no one's on the chopping block ever. Mm-hmm. You so know, the stakes aren't. You There's know, no stakes, right? And I was telling him, it's like I mean, and what became even like like more dis, more disenchanting to me in watching Marvel movies is is that. The, you know, the last maybe since Age of Ultron right this is going back several years is mm-hmm. they when it's the high stakes moment in the movie for at least like here's the climax they're cracking jokes Yeah. so they're so unaffected by the, the threat to the world mm-hmm. we can laugh mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't know if John McClain is laughing when he's <laughs> right. f- when he's facing off Hans Gruber right. he is earlier on when he's facing Hans at the end, when he's got the gun tape behind his back, mm-hmm. he's not really trying to joke, you know, because right. he's like, "Okay, I could get shot, my wife yeah. could get shot, I
3: got to save the and, world," and he's only know, got two bullets.
4: Remember, right? Yeah, barefoot. Like, this the, the place is burning. It's like, yeah, it's all mm-hmm. this could happen, and you don't see that kind of um, that, that that kind of like it's grounded. Well, no, it's just, there's no danger to the character. Right. There's no danger to the character. Um, something else I was noticing, I was watching. Watching um, Batman Begins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the other night, just last night. I watched it last I, weekend. I actually. <coughs> and, um, you know, talking to my brother Alex, you know, who's a cinematographer, we always kind of talk about how, like, the way the, the, the light movies mm-hmm. when on film that they don't do anymore. And, uh, and I was like, oh, you know, what's really interesting is uh, what, you know, because the way the lighting is now is very minimalized lighting, mm-hmm. but, in the film days, there's always a catch light in people's eyes, right. and so their eyes feel alive when they look at you on screen mm. because there's a light ke- coming in in a way that's bouncing off the, the iris and shit like that. Whereas you look at a lot of digital movies now, because they don't light the same way, their eyes look a little dead mm. because they're open a little brighter. I mean, the black of the iris is open because there's less light, so they open it up more. Mm-hmm. And then there's no catch light for me to kind of like see how they do the eyes. Because if you look at any like photograph, it's always a catch light. If you look at paintings, mm-hmm. like the old paintings from the Renaissance era on, it's always a catch light. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like feel that what makes someone feel alive in a, in a, in a portrait or in a movie where we, it, we're taken to that other place is because there's catch light. Whereas if, I, whereas if I talk to you in real life, there's usually not one because we got the sun that's too big. So, mm-hmm. it, so it means it's kind of that stretch, that that strive for. Like, I wanted to be as realistic as possible with how it's <laughs> photographed and behaved and everything like that. And it's like that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about what's theatrical. What I mean, it's a theatrical experience is an elevated experience. And I think the we were talking earlier the, the movies that you love in like in the '90s when it was really hitting high like that and like. It was because the 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 storytelling, was like was was the the burner was on high, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's like it's on low yep. because because everyone wants this like really kind of this moderated acting and everything like this, and the lighting is all moderated and it's all muted down, and it's like so it doesn't feel like is, it's that, like is that
1: because of a lot of things are on digital, or is
4: even when they shoot it on film, it's like that now. Not, there's not that much stuff mm-hmm. shot on film right now mm-hmm. but some stuff is but mm-hmm. but you know but it's I mean it's just in t- it, it's just the aesthetic that everyone is into now is a very like low energy type of right. product okay you know mm-hmm. that's just that. wow so if you guys are grown
1: let's go ahead and jump into the show y'all know we didn't call it the rant room just for that because we go off on some shit we ranting, uh, we're ranting. <laughs> what's that I said we're ranting exactly we're ranting. exactly so, um, like I said, we got my man Said here in the building, uh, young staff writer on his first show, yeah. about to move to LA from the Bay. Yeah, you know, ready to get it in, hanging around all the right people.
2: Come
1: on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's in with Ben and Malcolm and all them cats. Yeah. So wow. it's a really good thing. Um, and uh, so I wanted to have you on the show because I knew Rashidi was going to be here, and I was like, "Yo, we got you know yeah. one of the, one of the my personal you know lit manager." You know Pamela, uh, Ron Covington, uh, not Ron Covington, Ron um, McCant, um, um, Colin. Um, quite a few people. Where you go down the list, a lot, of, a lot of people y'all know out there um, that Rashidi represents and more. And um, so I want to have you guys on the show. So welcome, man. Thank you for coming.
3: Yeah, man. This is uh, this is perfect. You know, this is a great way to 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 just. You know, ease into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is how we do it. Yeah. Had these rants. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Here's a funny thing. So, um, how Rashidi, I've never told this on the line. I don't know if I did or not. But how Rashidi and I came to working with the show. Like we knew each other, <clears throat> but I had seen you on a panel on, uh, what's the lawyer's name, the one who does those panels?
3: Oh, uh, that was the diverse uh,
2: representation. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'd seen yeah. you on the panel and I was like, there's something about dude, like I could tell we would really click. Hmm. So, so, something I posted on Instagram or, or Facebook and you chimed in, and I went, oh, I know him? Like I'd forgotten that we actually That's knew right. each other. That's right. So I think I DM'd you or something. I was like, yo, dude, you know, thanks, That's man. Cool. I saw you, dude. We need to talk. And we got on the phone like that that same day.
3: Yeah,
1: And it was like, you know we just pressed on from there and then I introduced you to Pamela I think we talked for
3: like an hour and a half yeah
1: we went in for a minute it was a while and um, you know you've been rolling with me ever since I was like at the beginning of the road it was like somewhere right I don't even know if it started you know
3: it's funny because you know like I think a lot of people well depending on depending on what your perspective was you know you either thought the coronavirus was just a a quick thing right but then everybody (coughs) found out like oh this ain't going away Mm -hmm. so it was really interesting you know how we were making television how we were making films you know how just the everyday processes how people were getting reps right you know all those things were kind of like real cloudy for at least a good seven eight months for sure you know um i would say until like maybe after the summer I think people kind of accepted it. I don't think a lot of people just hadn't accepted it. Oh yeah.
2: You know, they were just like,
3: eh, this, uh you say sound this sound? ain't really a thing.
1: You know Yeah I, yeah,
2: I, I agree with him. I think it's funny because pre pandemic I was working at a shitty job. Uh, <laughs> and uh you know I was still writing on my days off and pandemic came but I actually thrived through the pandemic. two things happened the pandemic mm-hmm. and George Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Um and what happened was was, you know, the industry wanted to make up for some things. Mm -hmm. And so they, a lot of people were willing to meet black writers Mm -hmm. and, you know, and because of the pandemic, everybody's on Zoom. So it was easy to to get a meeting, like, you know, okay, I can set these, and so what happened is I actually went from meeting a few people Mm -hmm. to having meetings all the time. Like throughout that whole 2020, I was meeting people that I no way should have met. Right until like two, like, you know what I'm saying? And so, it, it set me on a trajectory that moved me along, you know, like three years ahead. But here's an
1: interesting thing that I tell emerging writers all the time. It's it's also about having an interesting story. Yeah. See, when people hear your story, they yeah. hear about where you're from and how you grew up a former writer, you know, a yeah. former act, um,
0: actor, you know, yeah. rapper,
1: you know, all yeah. that. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in there that you have stories to tell that makes somebody like rashidi right. yeah. go all right i'll take 10 minutes to chop it up with you You know or ben or whoever you know what yeah. i mean well all There's that's, that's going to that. be
3: embedded in the writing you right. know and that's <clears> what's <throat> interesting is that you know um most showrunners will tell you is that it's not the stuff that's necessarily always on the page but it's like what is your what is your background if you were let's say in the military or let's say you came from uh being adopted or let's say you were you know, there's stories behind there that you can integrate into who you are as a person, of uh, why you would be great, you right. know, um, let's say in a staff writing position or mm-hmm. even, you know, if you're working with, um, you know, a network or a studio that says, you know, you know, well, you know, we want you to write this project. You know, it's like all those experiences and that voice kind mm-hmm. of
2: accumulate. But also embracing it because I remember I was listening to you. It was like at mm-hmm. first I was trying to deny it. <laughs> because I was like, don't nobody wanna read no script from no rapper who you know what I mean? Right. And so for a while mm. I hid it. Like mm-hmm. when I was in UCLA yeah. online, I was hiding all that. Mm-hmm. Like and even my manager didn't know. Because mm. yeah. I was like, I don't want him to judge me as a rapper trying to because I knew the stigma. Right. And yeah.
4: Well and, it's interesting because, you know, I bet you like anybody that you've read a book. You know whatever there's a story that they have been wanting to tell it's like it's close to them mm-hmm. like like i don't know you know we're not in the age of that's not even true either uh, i was gonna say i was gonna do but he based a lot of that on his father right but it's like you know you this right what you know thing is it's like even if you don't write something that's so based on you um It's like you're saying, Rashidi, it's like there's the stories that are in you that can inform something, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like what what Rashidi was saying earlier was like, hey, can you fill out like, you know, the third and fourth character in your script, you know? Mm -hmm. Because maybe your one and two have to be... It's, you know, a certain way so that people can identify with the project, right. but then they're gonna run into people who are gonna be like, who need to be wild. Mm-hmm. They need to like represent this kind of like, Bad energy in their life. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know they're not in they're not in a position where you want to like read them, and that could come from your life, you know, and that would come from something that's in your background. And if someone reads it, goes, man, what is this? Like, I call like, where'd you come up with this? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let me tell you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was actually in jail, and uh, you, know, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's funny because it's like, um, you know. Uh, um, yeah, you know we both know Joe Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. And Equalizer. I remember I was watching his episode of the, the this one of the closing episodes, and he was mentioning he had a character in this in the script who uh, was from Cleveland. You mm-hmm. know, we're both from Cleveland. And he's right. like talking about something, and about, oh, we, we took me and we went over this bridge, and I was like. I know a bridge he's talking about <laughs> so when I know Eva if I saw your episode are you, were you talking about this bridge about a flat He he's like yes <laughs> yeah. exactly mm. and it's like it's those things where you there's a level of like there's nuance nuance <laughs> the this, this specificity mm-hmm. that uh, that people kind <clears> of <throat> respond to because yeah. you never know what someone's going to uh Respond to when you read your script. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you hope they, you hope they're gonna respond X, Y, and Z. But maybe it's you know, it's like it's P, Q, and R kind. Of. You're like, oh yep. shit, I didn't know you could look at that. You know, because you don't know. Um, that's why like to have your story. You know, to uh, to, to back up because someone might ask you, hey, w- hey, so how did this yeah. happen? You know, mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. so let me ask you, Rashidi, um, <clears throat> without going into like your. Total backstory in history, and you know, you from New York, you know, of course, he's Jamaican, you know, mm-hmm. descent, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, Guan <laughs> you know what I mean? all that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, but you have a really interesting story in the sense of where you, how you came up, you know, because I don't know if you know. Um, um, Said he came from the music industry, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, being an yeah. executive there and A&R mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Let's just talk a little bit about that yeah. and like how that transitioned into you writing and, you know, because you came out of the comedy scene too, right?
3: Yeah. So, you know, I, I originally was in the music industry myself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I came into business really more on, at first, on like kind of the more marketing and promotion side. Mm-hmm. I was also like a road manager for a long time. So, that mm-hmm. was like my first experience managing. Mm-hmm and um
1: He tried not to name none of the big dudes oh no no that. no I went out with Jay-Z DMX <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, yeah. you know I did hard the Hard Knock Life, life. T- I did the Hard Knock Life Tour yeah uh, Cash Money Rough Riders Tour. Mm. I mean I did a lot of tours, man. That you was know. the prime too. Yeah, and man. this was like ninety nine, two thousand, you know, around that time. And you know, I think what was cool was that, you know, that was the first taste of how to service the client, you mm-hmm. know. Even though it was a little different, you know. Um, and
1: you're really good at that. He takes care of us, trust yeah, me. So, yeah, well, yeah. you
3: know, I I, I I always thought that, you know, there's a customer service element to mm-hmm. managing that a lot of managers in the music industry didn't really do that much but I think on the film and tv side agents and managers are very much more client centric right um which is obviously Mm -hmm. debatable depending on who the person is but just Mm -hmm. in overall um but you know when I was in the music industry um I found that I really liked music publishing and it still was one of my favorite jobs in the business Mm -hmm. but when you work in music publishing Part of that area is also film and TV music, mm. you know. So music publishers are adjacent to the music industry, right. mm-hmm. and where we basically do licensing deals, we represent writers and are pr- we sign mm-hmm. songwriters and producers, um, and we also administer their catalog. You know, it's a big, it's a big, um, I would say, like respected part of the music industry. Yeah. Music publishing. Is very very different than the record side, but we work with them. Right. So if an A&R at A and R, the record label says, "Hey, I need a song for Lizzo," mm-hmm. then they would come to the <coughs> writers and producers that we, you know, um, service, and they would, and we would create writing sessions. Right. Ironically, that's the same thing I do now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. as a lit manager. Yeah. So I got a lot of training mm-hmm. doing that. You know, so by the time I ended up going into the motion picture and television industry which I made a lateral move actually through music, being a music supervisor, right. mm-hmm. um, it wasn't really hard for me to kind of make the transition because I saw the similarities. I saw right. what, you know, I just basically became a buyer instead of a seller. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you mm-hmm. know, working at MTV for about four years. Um, you were an executive
1: over there. Though, yeah, I was an yeah. executive over there. Mm-hmm. And
3: I, I started as a music supervisor. And then after developing a couple shows that got greenlit and, mm-hmm. you know, and, really helping them kind of find that imprint in the next kind of iteration of some of the things they were doing. And that's did when you do, I did the development.
1: Did you do the dance crew show? What yeah, I did it? the yeah. dance crew. Yeah. America's best dance crew. Yeah. Show?
3: yeah. And, um, did, Can I,
1: I, did you co-create that? I, don't, I can't remember. You Yeah. Was I was somewhere? one
3: of the people that helped develop the mm-hmm. format. So it was, it was me, but, uh, also, mm-hmm. you know, Randy Jackson mm-hmm. was involved with that. And it was actually called Randy Jackson's yeah, yeah, America's Best right. Dance yeah. Group. Mm-hmm. And then there were two other people, too, that okay. helped develop the format. So we all kind of did it. I more or less did it from the network side. So. Mm-hmm. You you get the credit, but you don't. Right. You get the credit uh, in the building. But, exactly. you know, everybody else is like,
4: "Oh, I didn't even <laughs> know you did that's that." That's Reggie Jackson's job, right? 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 <laughs> You're like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Randy really got the show. He talked to me, <laughs> right? You know, I and, championed him to the bosses.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's funny because how that happened was because the production company I was working with on the show before that, uh, Tenth Planet, they were, um, you know, they came to me after we finished. That show, which was called Celebrity Rap Superstar, mm-hmm. which was hosted by uh, Kevin Hart, who at the oh, time was an unknown right. comedian, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which was cool to to, to mm-hmm. hang out with him, you know, in early in his career. But what was crazy was that he, um, you know, the guy that owned the company was like, "Hey, you were trying to do something with this show, you you know, you know, you know about rap and hip hop, don't you? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know." And I was, you already, yeah. See, everybody in here is already rolling their eyes, you know. And I was just like yeah yeah i know about some rap you know (laughs) and you know funny enough actually when i was working at mtv man i had to tell i had to have a sit down with uh with them because i you know they were straying me only in the Mm. you know anything black anything black hip hop rap Mm -hmm. and i had to be like you know i do other things right you know i have other (laughs) talents
1: yes I yeah, live yeah. in a white man's world, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And you know that was that, you know for some of them it was hard to understand because mm-hmm. you know they were like
4: they were like, but you're black, yeah. you know. It's like that scene in uh, uh fucking Lethal Weapon Two, right? right, right, right. He's like, you want to go to South Africa, right. yeah, yeah, but you're black, you're, black. you're black. <laughs> black, but you're black,
3: <laughs> you know. And so, uh so yeah, so once that happened, I I I just fell in love with like you know the you know the TV you know the I, th- I think I saw the professionalism in it which mm-hmm. you know which was very different to the music industry as you know mm-hmm. you know you, people may show up you know mm-hmm. when there's a meeting or you know it's, it's, it's mm. <laughs> if they do right. but you know it's like uh, I don't know I was, I, there was just so many things about it I loved and you know that just progressed into a few other things mm-hmm. and working in late night Thanks, and, Chris. Um, and um and um and being able to to create some opportunities, um, you know, as a writer and, um producing. After I left the network, I ended up freelancing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um, so I, I really got. He's also
1: in the the Writers Guild
3: East. A lot of people don't know. Story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and co-chair of the Black Writers Committee, which <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> is your counterpart. Yep. yep. You know, we should be doing stuff together. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. It's ridiculous. They, it's, it's, a, it's <laughs> you know, a whole thing with the writers go east. It's, it's a Crypton Bloods
1: thing. Yeah, you know, man, what I'm saying. It, <laughs> just,
3: it don't make no, yeah, sense. Yeah, we no sh- sense. we great street. We great street. They, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's nuts. But yeah. but yeah. So um, you know, I, I think that all those experiences made me a better manager because yeah. like I really understood what it was like to be repped You know, I had a rep when I was writing and. Um, You know, I saw the things that they did and didn't do, and I always try to incorporate that into what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and all the things that they did right, I I incorporate that into Mm -hmm. what I do now that I feel I do right, you Mm -hmm. know.
1: See, one of the things I like about you, Rashidi, is, and I talk about this everywhere, I surround myself around smart people. Like yeah. my husband, he's in Mensa. He was in Mensa at like 13, 14. He yeah. was super smart. Yeah. I love smart people. And that's one yeah. thing I love about Rashida. Like no matter what conversation we have, you've either experienced it or know something about it. Like you're one of those people mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. You know? Yeah,
3: but but not really trying to be a know it all, but just no, really but having th- yeah. just having knowledge. That, that, yeah. yeah, just 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 being Life. able to to, to to be able to speak on different things, right. and, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, you know, and I and I always hope that people don't take it that way, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know. I think the idea of having conversation is really to be able to feel like you can contribute, you know, for sure, mm-hmm.
1: for sure, yeah. So, Saeed, mm-hmm. we got my man Rashidi in the building, yeah. You know, out here being a lit,
2: come on, this, lit,
1: a lit manager and producer. Let's talk to him. What you want to know?
2: He is what all <clears throat> upcoming writers. Are searching for
1: and, and tell everybody about the the tweet and stuff that you did. Yeah, so I, I
2: what happened was was uh I got my manager through a query, mm-hmm. um, but I had researched and listened to different manager mm-hmm. interviews you know, and Who you with? Do you stuff.
1: mind me asking who you with?
2: Uh, oh, I'm with Zach Zucker at Bellevue right okay, now. Okay, yeah. um mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's like I was listening and just doing research, like. This is what I like in a query letter. This is, you know, you got to have a strong log line. Don't have it too long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I figured out how to write one. Mm -hmm. And I wrote one. I had like a lot of success. And one thing I did was because, you know, listening to your podcast, which helped me coming up, I was like, give back. So I wrote an article about how to write a query letter that ended up on Final Drafts blog. Nice. And like, it just took a life of its (coughs) own. I had people calling me, like, man, I got wrapped uh, through reading your article. I got mm-hmm. to, you know, it just took a life of its own. But I was just doing it, just like out of the heart of hip hop, where it's yeah. like you you shouldn't have to go through like Jay Z said, Hove went through that, so you have to go through that. Like exactly. you know, what I'm saying exactly. so it's yeah. like to me, mm-hmm. it was like, why should you have to spend three months watching all this type? Is we wasting time? Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like you know, upcoming writers' biggest thing is like time, bro. I'm working a job. I'm doing this. I'm doing that and so um one of the things i do want to say is is that one do you read query uh, query letters yeah you know i i I, i'm i'm uh
3: i'm kind of freaky man where i actually do read them you know um but but the truth is is that um there there are probably certain trigger things like you said a minute ago that i'll look at i'll be like okay cool speak on it yeah Yeah,
1: like what you know I think that. Who they are or some shit?
3: Or? No, well, you know, yeah, that part, but I would say is that I don't know if everybody's ready for representation. Mm-hmm. You okay. know Speaking what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, you know how like when you get your license, you know, and then mm-hmm. you get a permit first. Yeah. You know, and then you drive for a little while, but you still have your parent with you. Yeah, You're yeah, still yeah. learning and you may go on the highway but you're scared of shit mm-hmm. and you're like oh shit I'm on the highway <laughs> yeah. you know and that's well, a good analogy yeah I like that and then that moment where you turn 16 and now you're let loose right. now yeah. you're
1: ready right you ready to put that girl in the car with you <laughs> whatever yeah, you do pick her up <laughs>
3: and, and then and then you learn that you know you're gonna be running some errands now right. I need you I, I need you to go to the store for me and, right. you know your mom's got you running errands now pick your they, brother up pick your brother <laughs> up right you, yeah. you're like well, nah no, I was supposed to go to the mall right like, nah, nah, nah uh, you're going to yeah. pick your brother up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, right. But the funny thing is is that like I don't know if everybody who sends a query letter is ready, you know. I, agree. I think yeah. there's some people that are definitely ready, <laughs> and those are usually the people that get picked up. Yeah. You know, like if you haven't done any indie films mm-hmm, or yeah. if you haven't if you haven't even tried to apply to any uh competitions yeah, or contests. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to see how good your work yep. is. And now, and it's not to say that a competition is a merit badge for mm-hmm. success, but what it does, it, it gives you the idea like, okay, well, you know, if you're a competitive person, you know, and you want to win, you right. know, I want to, I want to win. I I placed this time, but now mm-hmm. I really want to win. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've done maybe a, a, a the Disney Writing Program or, mm-hmm. you know the, you know the CBS program or maybe you were in UCB or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that, and you got an opportunity to you know get into the Saturday Night Live Fellowship. You know, those mm-hmm. are the things I look at because mm-hmm. it means that you have the ability so if i send you out on a meeting you can go in there and you know what you're talking about right. and you got something to talk about and you got to remember too with reps is that i know this sounds crazy but you know every single it, thing is a bullet <coughs> point yep. mm-hmm. you know like when i'm pitching somebody i'd be like hey you know he worked on this show he's mm-hmm. done this he's won these four awards mm-hmm. he's really creative really great with character mm-hmm. strong uh sense of dialogue you know People forget that on our side, we are pitching people to the people that we speak to. You Before know, they even read it. Before That's they how you get it. them to read yeah. it. Yeah. And, sometimes, and you know like my pitch skills are sharpened because I do that all the time. Right. Because I'm mm-hmm. sitting there. You know sometimes <laughs> the talent is like oh great I got a meeting. This is perfect. But they have no, <laughs> no idea, idea what yeah. it took to, to get, get that, that meeting. Exactly. Because you know sometimes it's that relationship. You know and you know let's say they read something they don't connect with it and they're like okay this is great but I just don't connect with it. So mm-hmm. then it's like I may only have like 10 other opportunities to send something to that to that Person, rep yeah. because that rep would be like, oh boy, is Rashidi sending me this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, man, mm-hmm. you know, all right, fine, I'll read it. You're a good guy, you know, so I always say like those are the things that have to be ready and, you know, before you go, it's just like, you know, when you start a business, man, you got to have your, you yep. know your website your your business cards you the know, account I mean. you, gotta you gotta have, have your account. business account yeah. you gotta mm-hmm. have all those things and then you could say now I'm ready to open yep. up shop yeah. now I can actually start marketing this business mm. but the problem is not everybody's ready to do that so uh, yeah and everybody
2: wants one yeah
3: everybody yeah. wants yeah. one and, and I don't even know if they even know what exactly, exactly. managers do That's sometimes right for sure you know they just or, or agents they just think like oh well everybody else has got one so I should have one but do you know what you want? And then the mm-hmm. other thing too is, you know, and this isn't always coming off in a query a query letter, but sometimes if I do speak to them, if I say, you know, what I want to meet this person, then, you know, do you have a vision of what you want to do? You nice. know, do you are you can you dream big? Mm-hmm. You know, can can you tell me in ten years where you want to be? Or, yep. Like, you know, how do you want to see yourself? You know, if you say, you know, look, man, I, I, I want to get a first look deal at Lions Lionsgate. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you don't know that, it's all right if you don't. But you got to have some kind of trajectory yeah. or mm-hmm. business because the people that do what I do, that's really what our job is, is to figure out that. How do you get to that roadmap. Yeah.
1: And it also matters because he's a producer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that also he's all, he, he can benefit you having his input he's actually produced shit. Yeah. he knows how to talk it like an executive yeah you know yeah. What i mean so he comes at it from a different point of view so his his feedback and i'm talking to you and with you you well, know what course, I mean. Yeah. just in general from my own experience of yeah. what i've experienced with him is his feedback is actually pretty important for him for the most part you Always. know what i mean yeah. and it helps you to guide you through so when you know you're putting him off or he can handle that shit, you're like I know he got that part, so I'm not worried about that part, you know what I mean? So, that's right, actually.
2: That's right. Yeah, no, that's. I, I, I think you're 100% right. I think people do want it too soon, um, and I feel like people aren't ready for it. And I also feel like what you said, I feel like the goal is to get a manager, and then they stop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, it, you know. I got a manager, so go yeah, get where, everything Where, where yeah, my, where like, my, where are my <laughs> meetings at? I mean, we from the Bay, so we know <laughs> exactly, hustle is, yeah. we ain't never going to stop hustling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's also another problem is people get a manager and just think, like, they stopped putting in work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, that's, yeah, that's definitely true.
1: not yeah. they, they feel are. like they made it now. Like, ooh, yeah. I made it. I got like, the agent. I got they,
2: the manager. That, that's that's their goal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, well, I'll tell you, and
3: I'm going to give her. Hillier his flowers man he makes it easy Come to on. be wrapped because that's what you want to hear because he he is that Bay hustler yeah. that you talked about and you know he knows how to you know he knows how to he knows how to do it even when it's not even in front of him he's mm-hmm. doing it he's figuring it out he's mm-hmm. working in the office every time I call him he's in the office you mm-hmm. know so he seven he days a to, week he knows how to hustle <laughs>
1: we in here on a Sunday and feel yelling yeah. here yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we, 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 we're we're, we're, we're we're always looking for people like him because they are always willing to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. You know, and it really is a very much a, do you want to win or do you don't want to win kind of industry, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of people don't, Add the competitive part to it. Because, you know, at the parties and the cookouts, we're all kiki-kiki. Right. <laughs> but really, that's your competitor. You right. know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. you guys are competing against each other. Mm-hmm. You know? And I have a background of being an athlete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always been kind of competitive. Even though I know how to socialize. But I, I want to win. Mm-hmm. You know? Facts. And you got to always be in a place where you win. That's Facts. hands down. Mm-hmm.
2: So, do you, the perfect, But what, what is like the, you know, the perfect, writer client like what what are some things that are, yeah i know <laughs> the, i'm pointing at hill You yeah, guy, guys can't see yeah. but like no, what, what i'm what, not what are life- i'm
1: not difficult
2: yeah i no, think I mean. that's even yeah. when
1: i have my my issues we talk yeah if i talk to this dude we at least once a week we talk for an hour or 45 minutes that's something.
2: another thing so that's yeah. cool because yeah. a lot of writers often so you you talk to your manager sometimes
1: two week. or three times a week
2: okay because yeah. that that's something else that yeah. a lot of writers that i talk to are like you know uh, how, how often do I talk to them do I shit am, am I bugging them or what you, you know and well I mean because this is stuff we don't
1: that should be part of murder. your meeting when you first right. meet them ask them what that. they
3: want well, and you tell them what you want yeah and y'all yeah. find a middle ground yeah. well yeah. And, and I also make a point to check in with everyone yeah at least once a week I mean I think you call every maybe every, there's like one week where we don't talk yeah but yeah. but, but and i'm not picking on you but oh, no, i'm not no. saying but you'll
1: immediately hit me the next week like right. on monday yeah. Yo. Yeah. you know even, immediately
3: what's going on how yeah. you doing yeah and and a lot of it is you know i always tell people like sometimes it may take like two or three weeks for the buyers to check back in or whatever right. like you know if i send them a script you know they might have read it they might not have read it but you know i'm following up with them trying to get them to read it or you know if we got a check in the pipeline yeah and i'm trying to make sure that check is you know processed Mm -hmm. so we can get paid you know it's always you know you know listen everybody has their 30-day schedule and their two-week schedule of whatever they're doing that's just the hollywood system unfortunately but but you know the truth is is that you know I make it a point you know every week every day every day of the week i have a check-in with with my clients that's how i do you know? know because you know i don't necessarily um always have something as an update but a lot of times i do and then sometimes it's just especially in these COVID times you know it's just about finding out people's well-being also their you know their mindset how you doing you know hey maybe you should check this out you know here's an idea you know a lot of it is, is a lot of it is isn't always particularly business but it might be some brainstorming yeah
1: sometimes we just be talking about whatever about yeah. The, but yeah
3: yeah
2: and that's key because i it's interesting because it's like i got my manager before COVID, mm-hmm. and so me and him had you know our initial meeting or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like okay we get along and then i flew back down and then we went out to eat mm-hmm. and i feel like and then even you know and and uh, And then like, you know, recently we, you know, we went to see Chappelle, like just doing regular shit that might not necessarily, we ain't even talking about necessarily at that time about this script or doing this or doing that, but just having the time to like bond like a relationship, which I think is is weird because I think some people had got managers doing COVID, never met their manager in person, still ain't met their manager Mm -hmm. in person. And I really do feel like it's different you know like look I've been doing zoom I've been striving on zoom <laughs> zoomed out right but it's something <laughs> different especially with a manager relationship yeah. where those five times we've hung out it's com- I'll view him completely mm. fully yeah. like you know what I'm saying yeah. and yeah. we've had situations like, mm-hmm. it's like you know and so I definitely feel like if, if you have a manager you never met your manager you need to try to meet your manager ASAP you know what I'm saying, yeah. and like
3: and, and managing in the music industry is, is totally different. Completely, you know what I mean, because you know, in the music industry, like like I said on, uh, on the 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 new Hollywood um, mm, really thing, you know, sometimes that person is you know your cousin or you know <laughs> right. your your homeboy from the block. You know yeah. that dude has no professional <laughs> management <laughs> right. skills mm-hmm. no. or anything, um, and so you know that person really is just. There to kind of be your companion and not really service you because they don't know what to necessarily do, right. and even some of the guys that are experienced don't even really know what to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because their their scope is so limited. Mm-hmm. You know that they only know the they scope. learn on the job. It, it really is if they if it they really do that. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. It's, it's building it while you before you while you flying it. I'm
1: listening so. to the there, there's a new book on um, CAA. Mm-hmm. and how this it all, all came cool. to back oh, no, i'm on that, that. too you talk about dope. michael ovitz there's, there's an the Ovitz one, one. Oh, and there's the one, one that's about that's caa some, yeah, yeah, the, yeah i just read that's michael
3: michael. Um, um, that that
1: one is the isn't that the mailroom one no pa- the michael is is who is powerhouse michael. caa that's that's the one i gotta yeah it's dope dude it's dope but i got i got the Ovitz one in my queue too
2: yeah it's good
1: um and i'm also i just i was i'm also listening to tinderbox which is all about hbo it's dope um what was I going to say to you, uh, Rashidi? Oh, yeah, so that's that's the interesting thing, though, is um, listening to all these young... Because a lot of times, like, even in this industry, you know, thinking about the actors and singers or whatever, you know, if you're younger, your your parents or your managers a lot before you ever, you know, land somebody. So it's like the same thing. Like, they only know what they know and yeah. what they see. and And you have to become your... The reason why i try to be really easy as a as a client mm-hmm. is because for me i'm the guy if you were here i'd be over at the office all the time mm-hmm. you know sitting there seeing what you all need help but i'm just that dude mm-hmm. right and so i know what you do i see the hard work that you guys do even if i haven't heard from you for two weeks mm-hmm. i know that the, there's something still moving along i don't need to be told every two weeks hey, I just did this thing. Yeah. Just show me the thing, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I, I know because you still calling me. We still, you know what I mean? You ain't just yeah. quiet, you know, and I ain't dealing with you, you know what I mean? So, but there's a understanding, you know? Like I said, I'm learning about the, but still, you know, I've been in this business I was 12 years old, I'm still researching.
3: Yeah, we saw the, um... <clears throat> The headshot day, you know, Southern. <laughs> that was just one of my shots. Okay, <laughs>
1: I didn't realize some people were like, this is my first head. I was like, I, my shit would be when I was 14 years old or something." I'm, I'm
3: more impressed with the kick, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Trust me. Brother, I don't know if you saw it. Brother wow. had, skills. He's, he's, uh, had skills. He's got a karate kick. Yeah, he's got a karate kick. Karate you don't want no piece it ain't of that. Ain't no karate nah, kick. It's no it. kick. It's a full on dance kick. It could it's, it's be. It's a hip
1: hop version of it.
3: Listen, it could tight. be. It could be. It could be a, a, a self defense kick. You know, you don't ah. want no parts of that. Oh my goodness,
2: bro! That's, yeah, that's fire right there. Yeah, 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 no, that's a serious. No, that that'll knock your jaw off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you catch that, yeah. That, no, you don't want to catch that. That bro. that, that Gore Tex boot. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, want none of that.
1: It's a dance kick. You just kicking you. Catch yeah, you, you, yeah. you
3: know, if I did that, you know, it, 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 yeah. it, it, I might be able to get like yeah, it ain't gonna get that high. Yeah, yeah. I might you know, that's 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 like twelve o'clock. I might yeah, that's I'm, I'm good for I'm good for maybe about uh maybe about 8, 8, 8, 8, 8.45 you know? Oh man. <laughs> that's about that's it. Like, I'm not gonna be able to get all the yeah, way up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 a, that was great. And you know, like you know, Hilliard has the ability because you know what i like about him one of the reasons why i was really interested in working with him that he is that he has this whole production experience you know mm-hmm. he's bringing that to awesome. his writing yeah. you know and you know truthfully like he's that guy that you know that you hear showrunners talk about that you can put him on the set and mm-hmm. you know he he'll, he'll he'll love being on the set because yeah. mm-hmm. he's going to just give you more than just someone who's uh, a staff writer, or you know, whatever level you know, that only can just do the dialogue and you right. know, the stories and things like that. You know, he's on, he knows how to make TV and film.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm the most you know? comfortable, one of the most, you know, besides just writing and you know, being in the room and all that shit. But when I'm on the set, especially yeah. when I get a chance to run the motherfucker, yeah. um, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: oh yeah, I feel great.
2: He's gonna what mean? be, he's gonna be a, yeah, gonna be a yeah. dangerous showrunner, let me tell you. <laughs> nah, oh, yeah, I, I already know, um, Another thing people always ask is, like, uh, how much writing do you expect, like, from your writer? Like, for instance, let's say he's a television writer. Um, How how much are you looking for him to be developed Or her. Or her. Yeah, exactly. (coughs) And how much. You mean um, to be developed as a. You know, in a year. Like, you know, like, like, you know, like. How many scripts or like, whatever? Yeah, like for are. you, like you know, because some sometimes people are asking like, am I am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? What, what, what for you? What is it?
3: Well, you know, it just depends. If they're brand spanking new and they've yeah. never really been staffed or anything like that, I mean, you know, I think you have to have some type of. You have to have some type of catalog you know yeah. to choose from but mm-hmm. you also have to know who you are as a writer like i tend to meet a lot of new writers nowadays like i guess since january because you got to remember like when i first started doing this there was no dramedies there was yeah. just comedy and drama mm-hmm. yeah. but i feel like there's a lot of writers that are like well In the you middle. know i can write drama but i yeah. like comedy mm-hmm. and i'm like well you need to decide what you need to do first right. because part of how i submit you is going to depend on what you do ultimately want to do. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that as a if you start your own yeah. business as a company later on down the road, you can produce comedies Definitely. and drama through your company. Sure. Yeah. But you know, and 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 I'll tell you even on like a lot of the staffing grids And you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. is that you'll see sometimes that some of these drama rooms want a funny person. Some of these drama rooms want somebody who's really great at this or that. They want
1: somebody who does sci-fi, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 You know, Mm -hmm.
3: it'll be a show like Fargo, Mm -hmm. and then they'll be like, but we want somebody funny. You Mm -hmm. know, Fargo's a very serious Mm -hmm. drama, but maybe they need somebody that's going to feel... There's a
1: lot of quirky characters on there. They need somebody funny. They need somebody. For sure. Or they want the dialogue
3: to be, you know, a little funnier, you know? So... So that's your shot, you know, that's okay, cool. You know what, you like dramas and comedies, boom, that's that's for you. Right. Um, but but you you know, your samples of what you're writing and you're ultimately gonna submit for, for staffing yeah. so that people can look at it, you know, that's gonna just really determine on, you know, your, number one, your voice and your ability to write, but also, you know, how well are you adaptable to what the showrunner is gonna want. Mm-hmm. And they won't know that, You know, automatically until they interview you and meet you and things Mm -hmm. like that. But if you write in a way that sounds authentic, and they feel like they can bring that element to a show, um, and it also, you know, it goes the same way. Like when you're trying to sell (coughs) something, you know, if you're taking a pitch out, and you know, um, you know, you're doing meetings with buyers and stuff like that, and you know, they're saying. Wow, you know this person has something unique about them, you know, and they have this whole background of doing spelling bees when they were kids. Mm-hmm. You know that's great. You right. know that's a whole experience. You know who know you know half the time it's us trying to find out what the psychological profile is yeah. of every mm-hmm. person that we end up meeting with because we have no idea what they're gonna like or not like. Yeah, and and we've all pitched things that we didn't think that they would like that they ended up liking. Yeah you know what I mean who knows but guess what I'm not the only one that's doing it there's like 150 other managers that do what I do Mm -hmm. and there's probably like 200 lit people um, agents that do what I do so they're getting bombarded with so many things so the fact that they actually read something and give it a sign is a testament of they just saw something and maybe they just were hey you know what let me just check it out you know this is good So, so that's what you hope for you gotta just know what you want as you know who you are and you know if you're really really a drama person then just stick with that but even in drama there's subcategories you know billions is very different than Mm -hmm. game of thrones you know so you know you just have to know what is it that you want so i always say that try to at least have an idea going into your career if you look
1: <clears throat> and you've seen a lot of my scripts even the ones I've written with Pamela mm-hmm. you will still see a certain theme in most of them mm-hmm. and it's usually an underdog story in some Facts. way Cathay underdog also, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean All, Tulsa yeah. underdog like it's always from the point of view of that that's mm-hmm. what that I do
3: from? did that come from uh, who I am from you Facts, yeah. feeling like an underdog at yeah. times. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, I've been
1: my, I've been an underdog my entire life since I was since we moved to the Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, remember I also was born with a hole in my heart and open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. that's so right. I got all these insecurities about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then as I got older, I realized I was gay. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I realized holy shit, we live in this worst neighborhood in the right. world. Holy shit, you know, I'm the gay dude in this worst neighborhood. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm the punk rock kid in this neighborhood. So yeah. I was always that. Underdog, dude. So when I started writing, I was drive I was driven to stories that are in that. So even if you give me a horror, a biopic, a a, a, a a historical, it's always from yeah, that point of view. Element. It don't it. matter. So for me, I've learned how to be able to write a lot of different. I've also been writing for twenty something years. Yeah. <clears throat> but for a newer writer or a more emerging writer what you're talking about is what you hear everybody says find your lane yeah right i started off with just doing features and they were much more on the drama type of thing and eventually i started shifting yeah when i was like okay now i got this thing yeah. let me see how i am over here with this historical thing let me see how i am with this sci-fi let me see how I and i just started experimenting a little bit but the theme is what kept is me on the th- th- in my
2: voice. I, I agree 100 If that makes sense. I agree 100% because I, I have the same thing. And early on, it was hard for me because I was writing dramedy. Mm-hmm. And in those programs, they don't have dramedy. Right, It's either comedy or drama. And so I feel so like some of those. you had to write like, like a half those, hour or an yeah, hour. Yeah, but some of those I came up short because I, in interview, I'm like, oh, well, I write dramedy. And they're uh-huh. like, well, we can't staff you nowhere over mm-hmm. here. And dramedy is um,
3: real funny, man. Yeah. yeah. it's like. It's one of those it's one of those subcategories that you know technically they're comedies like yeah, they exactly. get they the, on the award shows they get presented right. as comedies yeah. but you know those dramatic moments like if you think of Orange is the New Black or yeah. if you think of like which arguably is kind of one of the first major dramadies that mm-hmm. kind of created that category in yeah. a way cuz th- they remember if there was a debate whether to make it a drama or a, uh, you, had, uh, what, yeah, you know yeah. where to where to, where, where, to, put to it. where to put it um uh back in the, I guess it was 2013 <clears throat> for the awards mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it ended up being a comedy so that's kind of set the precedence. um but you know when you think of shows like that you know arguably you could say that insecure is kind of a dramedy too right yeah. but but it falls in the comedy, comedy. space so yeah. that's So, technically, you know, when I tell people they want to do dramedies, I say, well, really, you're doing comedy. That's really what you're doing. And
1: when I think of it, I think what they don't want to do is sitcoms. What they want to do is much more, like you said, like an insecure Atlanta. You want to do something that's more single camera, more cable, whatever. Like, if you think that way, then it'll keep you in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that world. So, you still can do them both. Yeah. No,
2: it's key. Because when I was in, uh, when I got into the Nickelodeon writing program last Mm. year, it was like, don't ever say you're a drama writer again. Mm. Like, that was the first thing they said, right. like, you know, because I was still juggling that, you know, <laughs> hey, man, it's yeah. drama. And it was like, look, from now on, you're a Nickelodeon, you're a comedy writer. Mm. But it worked on my benefit because I ended up getting staffed on Showtime shows as a comedy. And if, if I would have went into that meeting mm-hmm. with the showrunner, because he literally told me at the end of the meeting, I'm hiring you for your jokes. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if I would have went in there like, right. you know, look, I really want to. Do drama, and, you know, I'm really trying. Oh, that ain't what I'm looking for, right? But you know what I'm saying? And I think you do have to choose, even though as writers you feel like you can do everything, and you're right. It's like in the beginning, you definitely got that because it make it easier for you, it make it easier for you to get in the um, fellowships. You know what I'm saying? It makes it easier for you to get in the room, you yeah. Know?
3: You know, I, I, I was in the um, Fox Fellowship myself, yeah. and I came in as a comedy writer, so. See? you know I, I i don't know if it was <laughs> as much competition <laughs> for people uh back, that, then. back <laughs> then you know <clears throat> um, that were wanted to be in, you know, um, on the comedy side in that program because yeah. I was one of the few. But because everybody was, you know, the competition for dramas was high. high, high everybody, yeah. everybody wanted to do dramas, but yeah. I was the guy. You know, I was like, oh, here's my little thirty rocks back. <laughs> <laughs> and and boom, there you no, is. It, <laughs> you know, it, it worked out. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's tight. It was a cool program too. But yeah, you know, so I I, I encourage anybody who um, is. You know, interested in in that. You know, like you know, do the query letters, but also, you know, do those programs because once you do those programs, like the agents and managers will find you. They're going to come to you. You Mm -hmm. know, they're going to they're going to hunt you down. I mean, that's what happened with me. Mm -hmm. You know, on how I got my first rep, and then, um, you know, like they 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 we we look because we we talk to those you know those those the people that curate those programs. Yeah,
1: and we we were talking earlier about. Um, writers, you know, getting reps too early. But we all know most of us get staff. I don't know if you got staffed on that show you were on or two, um by yourself or with uh, with your reps or not. Um let's see. But let's
3: see. Uh, well the first well the, the well
1: let me finish my thought. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, go, go. Is 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 this is a lot of times you'll get staffed because you knew a Ben Watkins or a Malcolm for example, yeah, right? Yeah. And you got it through them. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say you didn't have a rep at the time, right? Yeah. Well, as soon as you get on that show and y'all get rolling, Guys like Rashidi, you know the the, the big agents are like, they well, who's it. on this staff? Yeah, you know, especially like if CAA reps, you know, or, yeah. or um, show, packages a yeah. the show, mm-hmm. they're already going, who's this Saeed guy? I yeah. don't see he has a Wrap rep.
2: Yeah. you
1: know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. next thing you know, you get a call. That's how it happened for me with yeah. UTA. I was yeah. on my show, and when, as soon as we finished, I got a call. I was yeah. like, who is he this? Don't have a
2: rep. What? Right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, oh, that's 100%. how
1: that's how Matt came. You know, what I, mean? I had no idea he was looking for me whatsoever. You know. Yeah,
3: well, we, we keep our eyes on, on, on those things, you know, and, and, and talent agents do the same thing, like for those mm-hmm. little showcases, the actor showcases right. and stuff. Most of the time, those people are usually rep though, by the time they go in the showcase, you mm-hmm. know, I will say. But mm-hmm. but a lot of times, some of them aren't, you know, Just one may have the manager or not the agent or vice versa. So, you know, we keep our eyes on those programs. That's and smart. then the other the other way, too, is like... You know we we may find you just through your work you know like Facts. i have a great relationship with the blacklist team mm-hmm. and so you know like the coverfly blacklist you know mm-hmm. all of those uh coverage places you know we we always find writers through there too you know we may say a script that's already been vetted that you know like the work has already been done right. you know the grade is there It, it lo- it's mm-hmm. a consider or it's a 10 or mm-hmm. an eight and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like we're we're in the conversation, right. you know, having the conversation. So, so that, that I interviewed that's a good word. I
1: interviewed John Zerny. I can never say his, you no, know what I'm talking about. John Zerny. Zerny. yeah, Zerny, yeah. Um, from Bellevue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, he was saying because you know he's one of those guys who gets his guys and you know his guys and girls, his clients in right. in there every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he said it's like it's kind of like the Oscars where you're constantly trying to be political about how to get them in there. So he's got to say he sent a script to ABC. He's got to now get close to all the people at ABC to make oh, sure they've yeah. all read it. So they all can vote, you know? So he has to go back and redo that at every other place he's done it. Oh, yeah. So the more people he gets voting, the more people he can get. So that's partly how it's, so it's like a whole thing he does. It's not yeah. just, you know, Oh, I submitted it on the blacklist. No, you got to, yeah. You got to really work that shit. You campaign. know, you got to campaign the whole thing.
3: It is like a campaign. Yeah. So it's kind of even how you get it in, into a, a writer's room, too. Yeah. You know, the truth is, is that, you know, there <clears throat> could be a possibility of 10 different people that mm-hmm. make that decision of, yeah. of getting in that room. And, you know, so a lot of times part of me cultivating my relationships is really trying to also be able to cultivate it with at least one person on each level of that of Smart. that decision making. So yeah. whether it's the studio rep or the production company, mm-hmm. if I happen to know the showrunner or have access to the showrunner <laughs> and then even, you know, the next work level would be the buyer, the network or mm-hmm. the, the the streamer or whatever, you know, and a lot of times they're playing a game. Well, no, you you know, that's he's they're making the decision and they're passing it back right. and forth. Yeah. But the, the point is, is that when you send when we send out our letters and, you know, to, to talk about the clients they they at least know that if they've seen that person's name like five or six times, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just got something from that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I've read it. It's actually really good. You should mm-hmm. read it. And then, the, and then the ones that the that one person really likes, then everybody else is gonna like it, you know. So, sure. so it's a it's a dance, you know, that you kind of have to play. And you know, the agents, you know, at times, you know, they they all cover certain networks and certain buyers. So, but they're also submitting all of their clients, right? You know, so it's you know it's. It could be it could be uh, a, a a game a chance
1: and it, and it's the thing that writers don't always understand like they're like you know they get frustrated how come they're not getting meetings and all the stuff yeah. like that and they don't realize that when a show take Bel Air for example comes out and they get bombarded yeah. first oh, yeah. whoever reps them right. is sending out their thirty right. you know hey it's my client right. here's the thirty other people you need to see yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and then. UTA, and then CA, and everybody else yeah. is like, and here's our top six, and here's our top, you know what I mean, it starts working just like that. Next thing you know, you got 140 people, 200 people, whatever you're looking at, and you gotta make a decision, you know, in a week or two, you know, sometimes they don't have a lot of time, you know, to make the decisions, and they come back. Fa- That's why you'll see, most people, when you get staffed, you had your meeting in like, In a week, you're back. You're on the on the thing. That's because number one, you're the last person to be staffed. Yeah, right. You don't realize they've been staffing for the last month. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. And doing all the deals and all that stuff like that that comes with it. So by the time it comes to you, they're just going to offer you the basic thing anyway. Yeah. So they don't need to do it. They could just hire you today and they could start tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean.
2: That happened for me. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I had a I had a meeting Wednesday (laughs) Mm -hmm. with the showrunner. Okay. And then I had a meeting. at the end of the meeting he was like okay I'm gonna introduce you to the two creators Okay. and two days later I'm on that and then I'm in Monday
1: so you didn't have to meet with the network studio no nah. yeah that happens a but lot but that
2: was only because I was in the Nickelodeon right. and it was already five, oh got it yeah it was already so it was, the was, network studio I'm already studio. Yeah. solidified yeah. They, they just ping alright yeah. but it's still. But I have hear a lot of stories where it ha- like you literally have a meeting and then you're there you know the following week so it's right. like you gotta be like ready to go
3: right yeah. and, and you know like And I wish it was a science to it, but it's not, you know, so um, but but, you know, like even on the pitching side, you know, like when you're pitching a project or developing something, you know, you you always have to allow yourself to, you know, always present, you know, who you are, you know, in those meetings, you know what I mean? And, you know, whether you're going in for staffing something or, you know, whether you're pitching your project, you know, a piece of you is in whatever Mm -hmm. you're pitching.
1: You have to. I mean, you yeah. cannot. The buyers, they will not. You could You can tell them an amazing story, and in their head, I know you got to run a in their head, they're thinking, "Boy, how can we get Rashid yeah. Newsom to do this thing?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's just like where they are. But if you tell them from the heart of how you connect to this thing, they're like, "Oh yeah, nobody else can write it, but Rashidi."
2: Always <laughs> start you know? with a, the personal part of it. I also Always. learned that you know, even listening to your podcast, y'all y'all gave a lot of game on like how to pitch even in a room. And so it's like, a lot of the times when I was in my room, mm-hmm. uh, I would pitch, well, you know what happened to me? Damn. I was, you know, yeah. and my cousin, he was in jail, and I, one time I tried to mail him this, this book, and I didn't mm-hmm. know you had to like, go through all the <laughs> jail things, so they sent right. me back the book. Right. And my cousin was like, where's the book? You ain't, been, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, because yeah. one of the characters was in jail, so mm-hmm. but every time I would always pitch from a personal, always. This, Mm -hmm. hey, this happened to me, bro, at this party, man. It's like, you know, and so you're right like, the reason
1: is started to interrupt you sorry yeah. the reason is is you want the showrunner the opportunity to just take even a piece of that yeah it could just be the fact that you mailed something and this yep. came back yep. not the whole story yep. about whatever yep. but the piece of it is what they could use yep. or they might be like oh in episode seven there's this thing coming up where yep. we you know what i mean so for me that's why i always pitch from dude yep. when i was six man that was this thing that exactly happened. i always talk like that yeah. you know what i mean
2: it's always way better yeah yeah, yeah because it's life experience.
1: Yeah. Let's get in one more quick question, is that yeah. okay? You got time for yeah, that? Yeah, All yeah, right. Absolutely. Um
2: right. <clears throat> I would I would say okay, so um how do you cuz you 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 definitely said like a writer should think about their future. Mm-hmm. And working with a manager, you're like a team. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it also should be like uh because a lot of writers don't think far ahead? you know what I'm saying we like I need a manager that's it that's all year a manager next year, staff um how do you feel about like let's say you do have a writer and he's writing he's in a comedy room but he's like look I really want to write sci-fi in the future like I want to get to Marvel right is that something that y'all sit down and like would plan like look okay look bro like Oh like yeah, how, yeah. How would you go about that? Situation? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a
3: transition in every area, but yeah. what you got to do is you have to create that proof of concept right. for whatever area yeah. that you want to be in. If you're a hardcore comedy writer, but right. you really got a, you know, a thing for like Marvel movies yeah. or you know anything sci-fi, you know, I say to them, hey, look, you know, why don't you go do a sci-fi short? Yep. Five. Why don't you go do yeah. a, you know, a, uh, 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 you know, like a. Um, You know, like a Marvel-like movie and showcase your interest. Yeah. You know, if you want to, let's say, go to directing, then, you know, put it together and direct it. Or if you want to write it, you know, put it together and write it and then find somebody to do it, you know, you know, you know, allow you, you know, find the money to do it and actually do it, you know. And that's where I say, well, you know, hey, look, I know this person maybe they're there that's their thing yeah. why don't you write a script and then i'll get it to them they work in sci-fi if they might if they dig it you know you know they might shoot it you, you know I mean? they might want to shoot it or mm-hmm. you know or we can you know i know a guy who's maybe interested in funding you know uh you know he's got like twenty thousand dollars yeah and he wants to get in the game yeah. well this you know maybe that's a way you guys can team up you have something current yeah. that it Has your in DNA on it, yep. and then you can use that as your proof of concept when yep. you go run it through the festivals. If yep. it wins some awards, that's even better. Now you're a sci-fi writer, yep. exactly.
1: Just like that, and just I always like tell that. everybody: you can reinvent yourself <laughs> yeah. by yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's it. whether it's just the script. Yeah. It's like wow, this is something I haven't seen before, yeah. or if it's producing something to show you. And
3: but, and that, but but yeah. the main thing is is that you know there is no no I can't do it, but mm-hmm. it's just when you first come in the business, you have to have a lane. You mm-hmm. gotta have one lane that everybody knows you for. And then mm-hmm. after that, then you could do anything you want. Because hopefully you'll be entrepreneurial, start your own company, mm-hmm. and then by then, You'll be able to just do whatever you want through your company, right. mm-hmm. like Greg Berlanti. Like he does a little bit of everything. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he doesn't necessarily. I mean, he's known for those kind of teen type dramas, yeah. but he does other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. you know, I think he's done a couple comedies as well. You know, Ryan
1: Murphy's probably a better example too, in the sense of he, all, I see, all over the book.
3: Ryan Murphy probably is a better example yeah. because he literally encompasses <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, he does anything he wants. Yeah. So you know, but I do believe that that's the that's the easiest way.
2: And to me, I feel like that is the reason why new writers who are ready do need a manager. One, because the agent's not going to fool with you till you're making money. Yeah, but, it's true. Um, well, they're not going to come up with those ideas. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, that's, but that, that, that's what I'm getting at. What yeah. I'm getting at is that I see a lot of upcoming writers, Hilliard knows mm-hmm. too, they just sit wasting years writing the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing have no idea about what's going on in the industry and they're just floundering in a circle when Mm -hmm. when you have a team just like kobe has a coach and a trainer athletic when he gets sick when he has a joint he Mm -hmm. has all these doctors you need a team in place so that you can get to that destination a lot faster than you sitting there floundering not knowing what the hell's going on yeah you know
3: and and you know i I think that you you, you 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 have to dream big, but, you know, your manager has to also dream bigger. You know, you guys are running the same race, but you guys 100%. are running side to side, you know, and, and, you know, listen, if you outpace your manager and let's say you just take off in your career and you blow up then you know then that's a whole nother level of reorganization because now if you ever get to the Shonda Rhimes or the Ryan Murphy level Mm -hmm. then that's a whole nother way Mm -hmm. to be that you have to be serviced you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. because it's just now you got 30 moving parts coming Mm -hmm. and that's when you really need the help you
1: know for sure well thank you man that's what's up thank you Rashidi good to see you boss man Come on. Damn. Game. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, Saeed. Yes. yes good on. having you. Where are people, where are you at? Where do people, uh, people
2: follow you? I am on Twitter. Black Rider Twitter is popping, as I still say. <laughs> at Balance 510. B-A-L-A-N-C-E 510.
3: That's what's up. Rashidi.
2: Um, I am at
3: Rashidi Ra-Ra. That's R-A-S-H-I-D-I Ra-Ra on Instagram. Also have Metallic Entertainment. Mm -hmm. On Instagram And I use LinkedIn a lot So You on Twitter? Yeah on Twitter Twitter too Yeah Yeah. well I think on Twitter It's uh, Rashidi Just Rashidi Hendrix And then um, Then my company Has a metallic ENT I think on twitter Indeed. but i use um linkedin a lot too so a lot of people hit me up on linkedin okay you know just don't show up at the house you know <laughs> <laughs> i probably won't answer the, you, show you, know, listen, you know listen you I, I used to hear stories about like when spike lee was living in fort green oh man and like uh people you know, like, you know, he was living. Yeah, he in, was right on the he street. Was right yeah, in a community. brownstone, <laughs> in the community. Yes. And people would pop up, you know, at 8.30, 9.30 mm-hmm. during dinner and was mm-hmm. like, hey, is, is Mr. Lee here? Oh. And, and his oh. wife would answer the door and be like, why are you here? Like, yeah. no, this is not appropriate Exactly, <laughs> you know. And I can't, you know, because it
1: know. he's 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 on screen a lot, so people feel like they know him too. Yeah. Though there's a little yeah. bit of that, yeah. you and know like, what I mean? It, it,
3: it, I heard it's got to be about the shoes. So, <laughs> you, is there any way I can, <laughs> any way I can get a get, get a pair of those yeah. Nikes? Exactly. You know, what I mean? exactly. you're like, nah, that's not how this works, man. No. Don't ever come back. Hilarious, hilarious. Thank you, Hilliard. Yeah, man, indeed. You, love you, buddy. Love you too.
1: And man. I am your host, uh, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter uh at hilliard guests you guys can follow the show screenwriters are on twitter any questions screenwriters at gmail.com please go on itunes stitcher apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to we're all over the world spotify um go on our website screenwritersr.com we got t-shirts on there and shit like that so support the show take a photo you know we'll we'll retweet that and boost it and tag it whatever um let me see, lots of good stuff coming on, coming about. We'll we'll know in a week or so. We'll see yeah, what happens. Let's go. Ain't gonna say nothing. Ain't gonna say nothing. Uh, I gotta talk to you right before you go though. All right. Um. Uh. Anyway, joining me for 2020. Happy uh, birthday to Chris again. Mm-hmm. Um. Shit like that. So joining me, y'all know how we're doing on the right. See, we got the Ghetto Birds here in Hollywood. <laughs> Bomb. Bom, bom, <laughs> exactly. That's how <laughs> when you That's when you know. That's when you know you're doing it right. See. <laughs> Do you want (laughs) to ride? Backseat of (laughs) caddy. So, uh, y'all know how we're doing on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2022. Peace, y'all.
0: Peace. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room.